0: Good Friday Morning, that last track that I played, on the subway by The Last Poets is for those of you on the subway trying to make your way to wherever it is you're trying to go. This is Tachi bringing you media tech and pop culture news. Let's talk Hulu, shall we? I talked a little bit about Hulu yesterday, and we'll talk more today. Hulu has added a new premium option for HBO and Cinemax ahead of the Game of Thrones premiere. So if you're a subscriber, now you'll be able to add HBO and Cinemax memberships to your account. So this move comes just in time for next week's premiere of Game of Thrones. Hulu's offering HBO and Cinemax as premium add-ons that supplement the shows and movies already available through its subscription video and live TV packages. HBO will cost $15 per month, whew, no thank you, and Cinemax will cost $10 per month in addition to Hulu's subscription fees okay so 25 dollars a month extra are you really saving if you do that i digress of course for the same price you can already uh, get hbo now which is hbo's standalone online streaming service despite the marginal convenience of getting one bill or installing only one app there really doesn't seem to be any benefit to getting HBO from Hulu versus somewhere else. You could already pay extra to get HBO on any number of skinny bundles, like Amazon Prime Video, PlayStation View, AT&T Direct TV Now, and Sling TV. YouTube, doesn't, uh, YouTube TV doesn't offer HBO, but would like to, so in the near, f- near future you'll probably be seeing that. Of course, Of course, <laughs> HBO is also available for subscription on good old-fashioned TV with its high price, self. (laughs) So the East Coast and West Coast live feeds of HBO and Cinemax will be available to Hulu viewers on supported devices. And subscribers who purchase the HBO add-on through Hulu will also get access to HBO Now through their Hulu account, okay? And then additional live channels include HBO2, HBO Family, HBO Latino, HBO Comedy, The Signature HD Channel, Zone, more Max HD, Action Max, etc., etc., etc. So they will become available with the add-ons to the Hulu, to Hulu viewers in the coming weeks. So, Hulu, doing a lot of things. Not only are they, the viewers with Hulu, more engaged than the ones on Netflix like I talked about yesterday, but now, seeing that engagement, they're adding on. Okay, well, if you want to talk about this, feel free to call in or drop me a line. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Cheers! I hope you're having a great day thus far. It's time for another Mediascope brief. Instagram Stories has a cool new feature. Yes, I know, Snapchat just announced some things within the past two days and I told you about them yesterday. But not to be outdone, Instagram has a feature that Snapchat doesn't have. So you know that there is Snap, sorry, Snapchat's the Insta-Snap, you know they're all confusing now. Instagram has Direct, and that's the name for their disappearing messages. And now in an effort to push more users towards the feature, Instagram is plugging Direct's disappearing photo and video messaging right into stories. So from right now, it actually started yesterday on Thursday. Instagram is going to let you respond to posts within stories with disappearing photo and video messages. Those messages can be decorated with animated face filters or sent as looping boomerang videos and they'll appear in your inbox. So all you have to do is tap the new camera icon next to the text reply box when you're watching a story to send a photo or video reply. Then friends will then see your replies along with a thumbnail of their original post that you replied to. Like other messages that are sent via direct, the messages won't stick around and your friends will be alerted to any screenshots that you capture. So what is Instagram trying to do? Well, they're billing this new feature as a way to be quote even more fun and playful when you respond to friends because how much more fun and playful can you be? But it also stands to be a very good way to drive a whole lot more people to its less popular Snapchat clone. So while Instagram is constantly boasting about how many of its 700 plus million users use stories, so according to Mashable, Stories was just over 250 million at last count, not the full 700. They've also said very little about Direct's disappearing messages, which actually launched last November. So Instagram said that it had 375 million people using the app's direct messaging, although it doesn't usually give statistics for disappearing messages. But... By integrating Direct with Stories, this is a good chance for Instagram to change those numbers, and it should be proved to be. Um, it should prove to be a fruitful endeavor for Instagram, not so fruitful for Snapchat if this goes well. All right, challenge Snapchat. It's your move. Cheers. Welcome back. This time I have some news from the audio space. Despite SoundCloud's relentless attempts to remain independent, they've had a lot of losses in recent years and recent months, and this has forced huge layoffs and bigger companies looking to purchase. SoundCloud... Laid off 173 staffers, or approximately 40% of its workforce, and consolidated operations into offices in Berlin, where the streaming service is headquartered, and New York, closing the London office. This move is coming amid high level departures. The COO Mark Strigel, Finance Director Marcus Harder, and CCO Stephen Bryan, or sorry, Stephen Bryan, have all left the company in the past five months and swirling acquisition numbers, with the New York Post reporting earlier this week that Apple and Deezer were the latest companies to explore bidding on purchasing the company. So SoundCloud released a statement on their blog announcing the move, and co-founder and CEO Alex LeJong wrote that the layoffs were due to a long-term desire to achieve profitability through cost reduction and revenue growth in order to be in in control of SoundCloud's independent future. So in March, SoundCloud had secured $70 million in a new funding round, which they said would enable SoundCloud to grow their technology and personnel resources and fuel the expected 2.5 times year-over-year growth in 2017. Last year, SoundCloud also introduced SoundCloud Go, which was a fully licensed or is a fully licensed streaming service priced at $9.99 a month. Here we go. Why am I Going to pay $9.99 a month for that. But again, that's just me. And it's been subsequently rebranded as SoundCloud Go Plus. They did, this February, a couple of months ago, unveil a mid tier $5 a month, really $4.99, but the one penny, come on, which allows users ad free offline pay. Yeah, the $10 was just too much, in my opinion. Yet the company, despite its insistence on its own independence, has repeatedly and relentlessly been linked with Position rumors. Last year, Spotify was the heavily favored front runner, but they ended their interest in December. So here's the thing. SoundCloud is in trouble. I enjoy SoundCloud. I'm an Android user, so most of my podcasts that I listen to are through SoundCloud. My podcast, along with Kevin No Malone, my wonderful co-host, TV Channeling, is also hosted on SoundCloud. So it's going to be very intriguing to see what this means for not only podcast creators, but also music creators as well, because there are a lot of independent artists, music artists that are on there and share their music that way. Well, I'll keep you updated and abreast of what's going on in the SoundCloud universe. Cheers. The time has come once again, my friends, for Caller You Say What. This is the segment where I take listener call-ins and I answer listeners back or give feedback, whatever it calls for. We have something from the Don podcast once again. He's been a pretty active individual on this channel. And he, I'm convinced that CBS All Access called him yesterday and paid him something because he called in with this.
1: Four words, Big Brother 24-7. 24 is hyphenated, so it does count as one word. But yet, yes, people will pay for that. And think about it. If they can pay for that, what else would they pay for? Remember, it is exclusive content.
0: And then he said...
1: Oh, and don't forget, when uh, CBS started Big Brother, oh, almost 20 years ago, they were offering 24-hour live peeks into the Big Brother house through uh, real networks for $14.99. So you can watch Big Brother 24-7 for a heck of a lot less now. Yes, people will pay.
0: My dear The Dawn Podcast, thank you so much for calling in with your thoughts on the whole thing. Now, anybody is free to go ahead and subscribe and pay the $5.99 to CBS All Access and watch as many hours of Big Brother 24-7, 14-carat, magic in the air as they like. I don't fault anybody for wanting to do this. What I'm saying is I'm not paying $5.99 for it because I don't see the value in it. There are two shows that I what well, One is the good fight. The second would be Star Trek. Other than that, meh. But people, you're absolutely right. Would absolutely pay for it because, uh, to do it. like you said on Real Player. They did have. I forgot about that until you mentioned it. You're absolutely 100% correct. But yeah, what I what I mean is you won't find me doing that. So. Just to clarify, (laughs) you're free to, you know what, if you want to do it, since you're their spokesperson and their best friend now, go ahead, pay the $5.99 and tell me about all the new stuff they bring. I just don't see that much value in it because, meh, I don't know, I I only watch two shows anyway, I'm not like a Big Bang Theory person, um, yeah, I don't know, and do I really need to watch old CBS programming? Meh, not so much. All right. But anybody else is free to do so. And you know what? Anybody else sound off. Maybe you really see the value in CBS All Access or you have some other over the top platform that is your favorite. Call in. Let me know. Cheers.
2: Regarding the Snapchat new feature that you can share a link um, within your snap, I think it's awesome. Great. I still cannot understand what is what what's the reasoning behind Instagram not giving us that option. I mean, to those users who has less than ten thousand followers, I don't get it. When it comes down to Hulu, Netflix, the type of services. I wonder what is the what is the Hulu secret? what is so special about Hulu? I have Netflix, I've got subscription to Hulu, but still, I just don't see what is so special about Hulu so if we can if you can just share a little bit more about Hulu and why they are doing so well right now, just um, I would like to understand that more.
0: Audia, thank you so much for calling in. So what I think is that because there are fewer Hulu subscribers, obviously, than Netflix, you're going to get more of a, I shouldn't say quality versus quantity, but uh, the ratio is going to be different. So it may seem like the users are going to be more engaged proportionately because there just happens to be less people on there. So I guess they're looking at proportion compared to the number of subscribers. And then, okay, does Netflix really have a way for you to be as interactive as on Hulu? Or are either one of them really interactive? So in answer to your question, I don't know specifically, but I'm guessing that that's part of the reason why. Just the fact that there are fewer users means that more, it seems like they're going to be more engaged proportionately, right? Because you have to have a bigger fraction of people that are engaged on Netflix because there's so many people so half of whatever Netflix has compared to half of whatever Hulu has it will seem more like it will seem like more on Hulu's end just because they have less people so it's a proportion thing that's what I'm guessing but there could be some other reasons that I don't know about would be interesting to research and I'll try and find that information for you when I
3: find it I'll let you know thank you Hey Tachi, I hope you're having a wonderful day. I just wanted to pop by and say hello and to find out what your thoughts are on the whole, like, well, first of all, when it comes to SnapMap, I hated it, but the whole, like, I, I kind of want to know how you use Snapchat in general and how you intend to use it moving forward now that we have this whole new um, link ability i guess that is included this new feature i would love to hear more about how you use snapchat um for your work i would love to hear more about that and then aside from that i feel like I wouldn't use Hulu. I really would. I love I love the idea of Hulu, and I would totally buy it, and I would totally use it if I could. But I don't think it is in the U.K. It's not offered outside of the U.S. as far as I can see, so it kind of sucks on that level. Tessé, a.k.a. Art Speaks Radio, thank you for calling in. So,
0: Snapchat. You hated it. There are a lot of people who hated it because there are some people who either didn't understand it or felt it wasn't going to do anything for their brand or for them personally. When I first encountered Snapchat, now I've had a Snap account for a while, or I should say a Snapchat account for a while, but when I first got on there, there was nothing but young people millennials and gen z sending pictures of their unmentionables to each other and i was not down for that forget that so it was only hmm, i would say within the past year and a half maybe two years yeah maybe two years that i started using snapchat you know what it has been about two and a half years i think that i started using snapchat a little more conscientiously and it's worked very well for me. So how I envision using it now and how I am using it is I use it for Mediascope. So I do snaps. I usually do no more than 10 second video and picture snaps that I string together. So I end up with about two minutes to do a Mediascope version for Snapchat. And I recycle that for Instagram as well, because it's just too much to do two different versions of this for two platforms that are basically the same because Instagram copied off of Snapchat, just saying. But anyway, that's how I'll do it. And in terms of using the new feature of putting links, I definitely now will be able to put the link to whatever article I'm talking about in that particular Snap. I think that's invaluable because now that gives me credibility. I talk about it. I always give credit. You know, I give attribution to where I got the information from, but now if people want to investigate further, I can put the link to the actual article or the links to whatever study I'm talking about and people can read for themselves. And really being a media literate person is about investigating for yourself, investigating several outlets for yourself and being more aware of what media is and what it can do for yourself. All right, Tessa, so I hope this encourages you to use Snapchat a little more. And if not, it is what it is. Guess what, guys? We don't have to use everything. Simply because a platform exists doesn't mean you have to use it. So test don't use it if you don't want to, but it is really fun. There's a great community that you can link up with of people that use Snapchat through Twitter chats, etc. and you can get ideas for what to do. So think about it. And maybe when you have more of a specific idea of what you want to do, this will work for you. Okay? Thanks, Tesse. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening so far. Just to clarify, I was just kidding about the Don podcast. CBS is not paying him, and you guys know that. If they were, they need to slide some money over our way, too, to the TV channeling podcast that I co-host with my good friend, Kevin Nome Alone, because we have... We've actually reviewed a rack of some CBS shows, and... We're going to do some upcoming ones. So, yeah, they need to at least send us some screeners, damn it. Anyway, (laughs) that would be nice if that happened. But in any case, no, they're not sponsoring him. But you know what? This brings up an interesting case. We talk about a lot of these networks. We talk about a lot of products, not just here on Anchor, but in the social media space in general. We talk about the things that we like. We talk about what we're doing, what we're watching, what we're feeling. And it's often in relationship to a product or service. yet we never get any kind of kickback from them wondering does that bother you all at all do you start to think or do you are you second-guessing mentioning things now because of the fact that well they're not paying me so I'm not going to mention their name let me know I think this is a really very very intriguing area because we all do it all the time because we are people that use products and services and you talk about what you like but now it's to the point that when you mention it is this giving them shine or is what we're doing not really significant enough to make a difference just wondering sound off in some more caller you say what the coffee black sounds off on netflix and hulu let's hear what he has to say
4: Hey, Tachi, calling in on your segment. Yeah, um, man, I watch, I use Hulu, Netflix, uh, and Crackle. Now, I like, um, I like Crackle. They just put commercials in at the most wrong time. But, um, I have to to to, in in this order. There's, you um not YouTube, <laughs> Netflix, there is, Crackle then Hulu, because to me Crackle and Netflix have better original content than Hulu, and also man, I, I just like them better.
0: Hey, Coffee Black. You know, this is what the great thing is about all of these OTT or over-the-top platforms. It gives you choice. And some of them are cheap enough that you're able to have several of these options at one time. We just have to be careful of not adding up to what we originally cut the cord for. But there are so many great options out there. So you are Netflix, Hulu, and Crackle or Netflix, Crackle, and Hulu in that order. And that's the thing. Some of these platforms are going to be great for people because they love the original content. Some people don't care about the original content and really want access to archived shows. I think this is the prime time for anybody to get involved in media in some sort of way because I think media has heard or media outlets have heard that we want choice. We want things our way, like at Burger King.
5: Tachi, I'm really enjoying your perspective. I like I like the way you present information about the things you're talking about. Um, I don't know what it is. I'll have to think about that. Um, just had two thoughts. One, about paying for TV services. First of all, we only do Netflix. We don't have any TV stations regularly broadcasting in our house. It's just not worth it. Um, so we have Netflix, Vudu, and Amazon Prime, and that gets us everything that we need. My thought on actual TV stations, is it a thing where people are like, ooh, I can have the best, I can have more if I pay for it? Like it's some sort of like highbrow thing? And then with Snapchat and Instagram, I feel like a lot of people are struggling with that dual promo thing. So do you think that's just gonna continue as long as both apps can or yeah, both apps continue, or do you think people are just gonna start gravitating towards one or the other?
0: Hey, Victoria Bacon. I love your name. It's so melodious. Victoria Bacon. Just the perfect amount of syllables. Clearly a movie star's name. I love it. You've got to use it for something. In any case, thank you so much for calling in. I totally agree. I cut the cord not too long ago. It's only been a few months and I am so much happier without the high bill and a high bill with a myriad of nothing to watch. It makes absolutely no sense. And again, you have the choice and the control over what you watch with services like Netflix and you have Voodoo, which is cool. I use Voodoo to rent movies often. And I think you said Amazon, I can't remember. But in any case, it's good that you've decided to go a la carte and over the top. And in terms of whether or not people are doing it to, to be highbrow, I think that we've just been taught in this culture that better, bigger is better and bigger is more. And it doesn't matter whether or not you use everything in said package or on eat everything on said plate or use everything in said basket that you bought. It's, it's, XYZ price and so you must have it. So I think our thing is not necessarily trying to be highbrow. It's actually trying to get more because we've been taught again that more is better that you have to have more even if you don't use everything the fact is it's more so it's better than this which is slim you know even the fact of skinny bundle it connotates something that is less than not the full bundle so I think that's what it is more so than people trying to show off or be highbrow. brow because really who wants a damn high bill Not I said the cat and off to the other part of your question. I really think this is interesting and I think it's an excellent question that you asked. Will people eventually gravitate towards one platform or the other? the struggle is real okay when it comes to using two platforms especially two platforms that are so similar it's real i think for a while you're going to get a lot of people particularly quote unquote influencers that are you know may try to navigate both platforms simply so that they can extend and expand their reach because although you have some of the same audience on Snapchat and Instagram, there's some that's different on Snapchat and Instagram. So I think that a lot of people are trying to leverage both platforms, but guess what? Doing that is tiring as hell. And eventually, just out of sheer being sheerly being tired, you're going to probably Float towards one or another where you have your audience. So if you find that your audience is more engaged on Instagram and more engaged on Snapchat, particularly if you're somebody that's very influential in the social media world, you're going to start to spend your energy where you're seeing the most return on investment. And by that, I mean investment of time, obviously. That and or invest uh, return on investment in terms of money, because if you are a quote unquote influencer, if Snapchat is paying you to do X, Y, Z, would you do that? Although Snapchat traditionally has not been, you know paying people to do things very much, not like Instagram and Facebook has been trying to woo them away. So if it comes to a monetization thing, you're going to go with the platform that you're going to be able to monetize for some. For some, it's not about the monetary compensation. For some, it's about just reach and getting their message out there. Uh, so you're going to go with wherever you find the reach to be most, and some people just don't care. They just want to have their message out there and they're not necessarily concerned. So whether you float to one or the other or do both depends on what the goal is that you're trying to achieve with being on those platforms or being on social media in general. So it could be one, it could be the other, or it could be both. I don't have a solid answer, but hopefully that gave you a little bit of insight. So thank you for asking Victoria Bacon. Cheers. Victoria Bacon, I forgot to add a part to this. I wanted to thank you for the incredibly kind words that you had on the call. in I'm so glad that you like the way that I report and talk about these uh, things, issues, phenomena, whatever. (laughs) I, I do it because I really enjoy it and because people seem to enjoy it. So I like to keep providing this service. Okay. Thank you again. Cheers. Family, We have quite a few call-ins today, so we're just going to continue on this trajectory of Caller You Say What. Next up, one of my favorites on Anchor, Danger, sounds off twice. She talks about the ratings drop for Disney Channel and ABC Family, and she talks about mentioning brand names on Anchor and otherwise. Let's take a listen.
6: Hey, Tachi, calling in on your segment about... Disney Channel and Freeform's ratings drop. Well, I can speak from personal experience. First and foremost, uh, it used to be called ABC Family, and now it is called Freeform. And I can tell you, there was nothing family oriented about ABC Family, and there's nothing really family oriented about Freeform, which I'm sure has turned off a lot of parents. I don't think that it's children that are making these decisions. I think it's parents. And when you see kids being driven to Netflix and Hulu, again, it's not because kids are choosing that, it's because parents. Parents are cutting the cable, they're cutting the cord, and the only option left is for kids to go to Netflix and Hulu and streaming services because parents just don't want to pay the prices for the crap that's on TV. That's why you're seeing the drop and why people are going to streaming. Hey Tachi, I'm calling in with regard to mentioning brand names. Well, I'm in the business of mentioning brand names and sometimes I get paid to mention brand names, but I haven't been paid on Anchor or I haven't been paid to mention brand names on Anchor. And when I do, I always disclose as per FTC guidelines. However, it doesn't hinder me because one of the things that I've learned is if you absolutely love a product and love it so much and constantly talk about it and say good things about it, uh, there are many times that that brand will reach out to you and you will get on their radar. And you could be a brand influencer for them. So if you love a product, I would say, you know, keep sharing the love and let them know that you love the product because there is a very good chance that there could be a paycheck in it for you.
0: Danger, danger, danger. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. You know, I love to hear your wonderful voice and I appreciate it and I appreciate you. So thank you for calling in your first point about the free form which was formerly abc family and disney ratings being you know why it's happening that wall street journal got it wrong you know there you have a point there it is not the children that are paying a damn dime for any of this television and so what the parents have to say will go but at the same time they're not necessarily concerned, especially advertisers. And you know this, ratings why, the Ratings are ratings. They don't care why, they just care that they're down. So whether it's the kids that are paying for these things, which is clearly not the case, or the parents, all they care about is that ratings are down. And so they don't care why. I mean, that is a, when you look at factors, that is a thing in social scientific study as to why, but the advertisers don't care. They just know that ratings are down. I'm not going to advertise there. So, but it is an interesting point that this is something that they need to take into account. It's not the uh, average, it's not the kids, it's the parents. And then your second point, your second wonderful point, uh, that's right. You work with brands a lot. And that is a great tip that if there is something that you really are into to mention and then it could turn into a paycheck and they may, may come after you to kind of help promote the brand and you know i'm kind of like you if there's something that i really like and believe in i i say it without without hesitation or cause and using your reasoning i'm waiting for tesla doctor who and hamilton to come my way with something because you know those are my three things anybody who watches mediascope knows that my three favorite things are hamilton the musical tesla and doctor who so i'm waiting for my check which will probably never come. In any case, (laughs) yeah, people are people. If there are things that work for for you, especially things that you want to give good recommendations about, I've done it within the past two days, probably four or five times without even thinking, thinking about it inadvertently. But that's also a scary thing that we're so tied to our brands that we inadvertently mention them. That's why brand names become lexicon for actual things like Xerox back in the day and Kleenex, right? And to Google something. You're really searching, but we say Google. And we're so tied to these brands that they become, the brand name becomes the colloquial name. Interesting and scary at the same time. I thank you for calling in, my dear, and I can't wait to hear from you again. Cheers.